You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 4th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Happy to be with you here on a Wednesday where the Orlando Magic will take on the Dallas Mavericks over at the Amway Center tonight. But today's episode, we're going to talk all about the Magic's win over the New York Knicks. That's right, a win. In fact, a very special win for a very specific reason. I'll talk about all the things that happened in that game, uh, both the good and the bad. There was there were a few bad things in a win and, and not just that thing, but uh, I'll talk all about that game coming up in just a moment. I'll also discuss what role the young players played, especially the Magic's G League players played in delivering a victory for the Orlando Magic and, and just what that means. And I do think it means a lot, especially to those players. But before we dive into that, uh, I want to remind everyone that if you haven't already, there is a Locked On podcast where every single team in the NBA, I just finished watching the Spurs-Clippers game, Locked On Spurs, run by a good friend of mine, Jeff Garcia. Great coverage of the San Antonio Spurs. Locked On Clippers is great coverage of the LA Clippers. But I want to pull special attention to our pals at Locked On Timberwolves. Over on the Locked On Timberwolves podcast, they have an interview with none other than, or sorry, Locked On Wolves, Timberwolves, yeah. Colton Molesky of Locked On Wolves has an interview with none other than Sports Illustrated draft guru, Jeremy Wu. That sounds interesting, right? I would think so. Uh, definitely give that a listen. Go, to find it, just search on iTunes for Locked On Wolves. That's Locked On Wolves, not Locked On Timberwolves, but Locked On Wolves. And you will doubt, you will get a the opportunity to listen to this podcast with Jeremy Wu talk about the upcoming NBA draft prospects that I'm sure Magic fans are certainly very interested in as well. And you'll get a chance to hear what Jeremy thinks about them uh, from the Wolves' perspective, but I don't think it'll be too too different from the Magic's perspective. I know a lot of Magic fans have been trying, have been asking me, and, and I apologize if I haven't done my draft research quite yet. A lot of Magic fans have been asking me, could the Magic draft get back into the first round somehow? Could they package their two second-round picks and, and get another first-round pick somehow? Definitely a legitimate answer. So maybe listen to Jeremy Wu. He can give you the lowdown on what's going on in the draft, all the way up and down the draft, really, not just at the top, which is where the Magic will, of course, be picking. So definitely give that a listen. I know I will. There's a great Locked On podcast for all of your favorite NBA teams. So if you're looking to learn about any of the NBA teams or just about the NBA in general, search for Locked On. You can search for Locked On NBA. Or you can search for Locked On, a specific team just like the one you're listening to right now. The same kind of detail, the same gory, glorious detail. You can find it anywhere on the Locked On Podcast Network. Let's dive, though, right into this game. The Orlando Magic taking on the New York Knicks up at Madison Square Garden. A game that was nip and tuck for most of it. Ugly for a lot of it. Tanktastic for the majority of it. And ultimately, really rewarding and and fun at the end, I have to say. The Orlando Magic and the Knicks were tight the entire way. I think the biggest lead uh, by either team entering the fourth quarter was a mere four points. But slowly, Orlando started to pull away thanks to a strong defense and thanks to Mario Hazonia. Hazonia had one of those just fun outbursts that he has where he really showed all the talent that he has and, and why he was the fifth overall pick three years ago. It, it comes out in moments. It's not all the time, which is why we're kind of in the situation we are in with Mario, 
But when it comes out, it is absolutely breathtaking and absolutely fun. Mario scores 11 of his 19 points in the fourth quarter to lead the Magic to a 97-73 victory. That's right, the Magic won by 24 points. First time the Magic have won a game this year, scoring less than 100 points. So the offense, still a problem. But overall, the Magic were able to get the stops that they needed and were able to zoom ahead for the win. Hizonia, a big part of that. Uh, made a lot of shots, obviously 11 of his 19 points in the fourth quarter. Made a lot of shots, including five three-pointers. Hit. There was one sequence where he hit a three-pointer to put the Magic back up by 13. Got down to the other end of the floor. Blocked a shot from Kylo Quinn. Told Kylo Quinn to get that S out of here. And was able to get, get and was able to get the Magic back into their offense. I think he might have scored that next time down too on another three. It was just that kind of game where... Hizonia had the confidence rolling. And, and you still saw some moments where he was trying to do a little too much. But overall, he played within himself. And that was what was really impressive to me about this whole game. Is Orlando played their bench guys the entire fourth quarter. Nikola Vucic only played 20 minutes. Aaron Gordon only played 27 minutes. T.J. Augustin played only 20 minutes. Bismack Biombo played only 6.5 minutes. The Magic largely let their young guys win this game. That's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. I mean, I thought they played well. They played with energy. And and, and so, Orlando didn't have a perfect lineup. They didn't shoot the ball well at all. They shot only 42% from the floor. It was a poor offensive game. There were stretches in the second quarter especially where I was like, when was the last time either team scored a field goal? We were getting, we weren't quite Keystone Cops level like that Magic Knicks game a few years ago late in the season. But, there was some ugly basketball played, and a lot of guys who you were like, who are these players? If you're not following the NBA, if you don't follow the Magic, if you don't follow the Knicks, you'd be like, who are these guys? Who am I watching? This is Why is this an NBA game? It had elements of that, no doubt. But what I think was really good is, is, is something that I hearkened back to on yesterday's show when I previewed this game. Really, my expectation at this point is play hard. Play together, play with energy, Make or miss shots, whatever. Just play hard. Get beat despite your effort, not because of it. And for the first time in two games, I thought the Magic played with some fantastic effort, played with better effort than their opponent. They were the ones being the aggressors. They were the ones taking it to to the Knicks throughout the game. When New York made a run, and, and again, there weren't many runs to make, but when New York did push back a little bit, they didn't falter. They kept going after. They kept getting after it. Guys like Ken Birch, guys like Jamel Artis, guys like uh, Rodney Purvis, Shelvin Mack, Mario Azonia. They really put kept the pressure on the New York Knicks throughout the game. They really made sure the Knicks were on their toes throughout the whole game. And sure, the Knicks were game for most of it too. Kyle Quinn was very active. Courtney Lee, I thought, made some really nice plays. Um, they had, a, uh, what's his name? The, the, the kid, uh, sorry. Isaiah Hicks from North Carolina was extremely active throughout the game. The Knicks were game. They were ready to play. But eventually, the Magic's effort won out. And it's been a while since we've said that, when the Magic just seemed to will themselves to a victory. They, they didn't have their best stuff tonight. Neither did New York. New York, 4 for 27 from beyond the arc, 34.9% field goal percentage. New York didn't have their best stuff either. Let's, let's be real. New York's not a good team, and Orlando's not a good team. But you play the game that's in front of you. And I thought the Magic did a very good job of that throughout the whole game. They never got discouraged. They never got frustrated. They kept pushing forward. And if the Magic 
play with this kind of effort, win or lose, you can be happy with them. And that's where the Magic need to be at. They need games like this, and a win reaffirms it. I'm sorry, a win does help here. Especially with the guys who ended up winning this game. Guys that you want to see develop. Guys that you want to see grow into these roles. There's plenty to clean up still. It was not a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination. Magic missed a lot of bunnies. Missed a lot of shots they need to make. And 42% is not going to cut it against a real team. Sorry, New York. But for one night, yeah, Orlando got the best of their opponent. And these guys are going to be happy about it. And they should be because they played really well. They played well, they played hard, and they earned the win. Not only did they earn the win, they were the ones putting their foot down, stepping on the throat, so to speak. Mario Azonia bursting out the way he did. We've seen it a few times, but he did it in a big moment. And, and it was his responsibility, and he really took responsibility for this game. And so I think that's that's a very positive sign for the Magic. I think that's a very positive thing that happened for Orlando in this matchup. Final score again, the Orlando Magic 97, the New York Knicks 73. Let's run through some final stats for you real fast. Uh, Mario Ozonia leads the way with 19 points, 7 for 12 shooting, 5 for 8 from beyond the arc, 6 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block. Um... Uh, Really just a solid all-around game for Mario Zonia. I thought he limited his mistakes, took smart shots, didn't try and force things, which he has a tendency to do still. Defensively, I thought he was willing to be physical, willing to take contact, willing to attack the glass. Um, I don't know if we can say this is Mario's best game. It's certainly his best game in a while. This was one of Mario Zonia's best overall games. And of course, he was the catalyst to victory. He made several three-pointers in the fourth quarter. And a couple of big defensive plays. Just just being a body, he got the block, but just being willing to take contact. That's something that Frank Vogel has been very big with him about. Hisonia had a really, really nice game. And it's, it was great to see him see him step up to the plate, really with, with the Magic giving him the charge to do so. He was the best player on the, on the floor for the Magic for a good chunk of that fourth quarter. And he stepped up to the plate. So a really, really nice game. For Mario Azonia. Jamel Artis with 16 points, career high 16 points, 6 for 10 shooting, 3 for 6 from beyond the arc, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. Finally got to see Jamel Artis feel comfortable out there. I think the, the Magic broadcast uh, made that note. Um, really, Artis made a couple shots and you could just kind of see the confidence building in him um, to, to attack a little bit, to take three pointers, to make three pointers. We haven't really seen Jamel Artis play the way that he did in Lakeland, and that's what we saw. Tonight, that's what, or that's what we saw Tuesday night. Uh, Jamel Artis played like he played in Lakeland, like like he was a uh, he was the guy that he was someone that could comfortably and confidently shoot the ball. Uh, so a really positive, I thought, positive effort from Jamel Artis throughout the game. Um, he was a difference maker. He was leading the team in scoring for most of the night. So as the second unit struggled a little bit in the second quarter. You know, artists broke them out of the funk a little bit and got them going again, and that, that that's obviously a big deal. Uh, Shelvin Mack, 12 points, 5 for 9 shooting, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. I didn't even realize he, he had that kind of a well-rounded game. Mack was the point guard in the fourth quarter as the Magic played their bench unit. He was the stabilizer, as he often is, for this team. Um, 
Shelvin Mack's been really good, especially since the All-Star break. Um, he's been really, really solid. Um, he's been exactly what the Magic wanted him to be. It, it took him a while to kind of get his footing under him. But, you know, we're, we're, we'll be doing player evaluations after the season ends. Uh, I, I cannot imagine being more satisfied with Shelvin Mack. Um, I, I was... I guess my expectations were kind of low that, that you know, maybe he would unseat DJ Augustin, who's played really, really well too. Um, but Shelvin Mack's been extremely good. He's just been really good and really consistent and really solid. And, and that counts for something, especially for a young team that's that's trying to make its way the way the Magic are trying to do so. Nikola Vucevic, 11 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, just shot 4 of 6 from the floor. But I'll say this about Nikola Vucevic in his game. Good to see him take a step back after two poor shooting nights, take good shots, make good shots, and keep the ball moving. Um, I thought Vucevic played a really, really good offensive game. He obviously didn't play very much 20 minutes in the game, but I thought he played really, really well. Um, good bounce back. I I hope to see him bounce back from the way that he played the other night against Atlanta. And I think he did that for the most part. Still, you know, still some of those issues defensively. Nothing new with him there. He has a tendency to lose connection with his man on defense, and that happened a few times, especially early. And Ken Birch was a much more impactful defensive player. Uh, but, you know, for what Nikola Vucevic is, this was a perfectly fine and acceptable game, especially given the minutes that he was playing and, and where he's coming from. So I was glad to see him bounce back. Uh, Ken Birch, before I get into the Aaron Gordon pro- situation, Ken Birch, 11 points, 10 rebounds, three blocks, four for eight shooting. Really a huge impact defensively. I mean, the Magic won this game on their defense. New York scores just 28 points in the second half. Um, They had 25 in the first quarter. 28 points in the second half, just 12 in the fourth quarter. A lot of that's because of Ken Burch's activity. Um, Ken Burch is a little wild sometimes, especially on offense, where his hands aren't really much better than Bismack Biombo's on on occasion. Um, But he was changing shots. He was blocking shots. He was just active. Uh, You knew he was out there. He may not have shown up in the box score completely, but you always knew he was out there. And that's really what you're looking for from a center like him, from a player who kind of plays that role of just energy shot blocker, rim protector type. He provided that throughout the night. So I was really pleased with Ken Birch. Um, and, and and everyone's been calling for him to play more minutes. He ended up playing 21-40 in this game. Bismack Biombo played just 6-20. Um, yeah, it, it, Ken Birch probably should have been playing more minutes earlier. Um, I think that I was definitely a a miscue in the rotation uh, from Frank Vogel. Um, Birch is a little wild. He does tend to foul a little bit, so maybe I get why that trust wasn't completely there. But every time Birch is out there, he he does things like he did on, on Tuesday night, and, and they do contribute to winning as they did Tuesday night. Let's close this out by talking about Aaron Gordon and the game that he had. Another difficult shooting performance from Aaron Gordon. Seven points. 3 for 15 shooting, 0 for 8 from beyond the arc. It felt very much like he was settling for a 3-point shot, like he was hunting it a little bit too much, doing a lot of step backs. Um, But overall, I I can't say I'm too upset with Gordon's shot quality. I thought he took some good shots and just missed them. Um, Yeah, probably a little too much step step backs, not enough trying to get to the basket. Um, Gordon has to develop some type of post game, I think. Uh, And he's got to find a way to be a little bit better on the ball. Uh, You know, still dribbled around a little bit too much at times. But um, I will say this. I think the 3-for-15 shooting performance, while bad, and and certainly a reason why the Knicks kept this game close and against a real team. Again, sorry, New York. We're not a real team either. 
But against a real team, if Gordon has this kind of performance, the Magic aren't going to win. But I will say this about Aaron Gordon. I thought he did, unlike the previous two games, I thought he did things that helped the Magic win despite his poor shooting. I thought in the second half especially, he played some very good defense to help set the tone for that team, get them out in transition, and help unlock their offense a little bit. Third quarter, I thought he played some fantastic defense, really closed down the lane, really locked in. I mean, it was like old school Aaron Gordon, where he was just a defensive juggernaut and just just locking whoever he was guarding down. Um, that, I thought, was very, very encouraging. Uh, Passing-wise, I thought he made some really nice passes. I thought, for the most part, he was looking for his teammates, certainly a little bit more. Um, he had that really nice pass to Wessa Wundu, who cut through the lane for a layup. Um, he had another really nice pass that, that Biombo flubbed, which, of course, he did, but it was a, it was right on the right in Biombo's hands. He just couldn't catch it. Um, Gordon is expanding his game. And so, yeah, he didn't have a great game on Tuesday night. He struggled to shoot the ball. It was very reminiscent of that game against Milwaukee in January. But I did think Gordon contributed in other ways. Um, I I did think that Gordon was not a negative on the floor, or or at least a complete negative on the floor. Um, And that's important. That's good. That's some growth. Um, he, He wasn't making his shots. He was so confident enough to take them, which I like. I don't mind him taking, you know, 15 shots, even when he's missing. So he was confident to take those shots. I'd like to see him get to the basket a little bit more. I'd like to see him learn how to draw fouls a little bit better. But he was doing other things to make make things work and help his teammates and help help the team win too. And that's really, really important. So not a great game for Aaron Gordon, but um, did some nice things as well. Again, Orlando shoots 42% from the floor, 11 for 36 from beyond the arc. That's 30.6%. Um, they score 97 points for their first win, scoring fewer than 100 points. Give up only 28 points in the second half, including 12 in the fourth quarter. New York shoots 34.9% from the floor. Four for 27 from beyond the arc. They're led by Tim Hardaway Jr. with 16 points. Trey Burke added 15. Courtney Lee, 13 off the bench. As the Knicks fall to the Magic, 97-73. to 73. And I'm sure for, for Jamel Artis, Rodney Purvis, and to some extent, Kem Birch, the moment at Madison Square Garden on Tuesday was probably a little bit surreal. Just a week ago, these guys, at least Purvis and artists for the most part, these guys were playing in front of a few thousand people at, no offense to the RP Funding Center, but at, you know, kind of a medium-sized stadium, and that's generous to RP Funding, but a medium-sized stadium like the RP Funding Center or, you know, where the where the Westchester Knicks play. To be real, I know I've looked at some attendance numbers for the Lakeland Magic. They're playing in front of 2,000 people, two 3,000 people. And so when the Magic rolled into Madison Square Garden, they were ready and willing to give these guys their chance. At long last, they were getting their chance. And they were getting it on the biggest stage that the NBA really has to offer, at least as far as arenas go. I mean, Aaron Gordon tweeted about playing in the in the quote-unquote Mecca before the game. And so on this humongous stage, Orlando entrusted their young players. 
to win them the game. Now, the Knicks aren't anything to look at right now. They're, they're a bad team, just like the Magic are a bad team. But it was still a huge responsibility and a sign of just how far these three players have come together to get to this point. Playing in the NBA, playing to win an NBA game, and being vital cogs to that victory. Jamel Artis played a career-high 30 minutes, scored a career-high 16 points, six rebounds. It was a career night for Jamel Artis. And it was an effort that was a long time coming, as I said. Frank Vogel has promised that he would play young players more, that, that he would add these guys into the rotation, get them their due time, now that the season's winding down. And he delivered on that promise. The Magic gave these guys their time, gave these guys the space that they needed. And he let them play. This is something Magic fans have been calling for for a very long time, especially because they probably feel that that will help the Magic lose games. But these guys are fighting for their NBA lives. Rodney Purvis got a multi-year deal when he signed for the rest of the season. But that second year is non-guaranteed. Ken Birch has a non-guaranteed contract for next season. Jamel Artis is on a two-way deal. He is looking for his next NBA job right now. These guys are hungry and they need to fight. But they need opportunity first. They need to prove that they can work within the team concept. And so what was as, what was as impressive as anything else was not that Jamel Artis made his shots and scored a lot of points. That, that was good. It was how they did it. They played hard. They got after it. They worked within the offense. Jamal Artis got a lot of his points off rotations, off ball reversals. He wasn't breaking anyone down off the dribble and and parading to the basket. As the game went on, he got more confident to do that. That was incredible growth throughout the game. But even then, Jamal Artis wasn't selfish. There's a play where I was like, Jamal, you need to dunk that. You need to go after it. Get, Get yours. And he passed it. It was probably a little bit of overpassing. Rodney Purvis shot 2 for 11, 1 for 6 from beyond the arc, but I would hardly say any of his shots were bad shots. Those are shots you want him taking. Those are the shots that he took and made in Lakeland. And of course, I talked extensively about the the way Kim Birch changed the game defensively. These guys have been waiting their turn. The Magic have been waiting to kind of give them the keys waiting for the right moment to do this. They finally had their moment. When you could probably say, yeah, we made it to the NBA. We put our time in in the G League. We worked on our games all season long. Waiting for this opportunity. And when that opportunity came, they delivered. The Magic do not win this game without their efforts. That goes without saying. And everyone on the Magic you could sense was happy to give these young guys their moment in the sun. Mario Zonia said he wanted to give to, to, uh, to others what veterans gave to him late in the season. The trust to go out there and play. And Zonia said he was looking to get them involved early on. Zonia ended up with just one assist, but he was 
not looking for a shot early on. He delivered when it came to winning time. He's the reason why the Magic won the game. But he made sure that these guys stayed involved and stayed positive and stayed confident. And again, they delivered. The Magic are probably going to give this lineup another try on Wednesday against Dallas. It does look like the Dallas Mavericks are going to hold out several key players, including Dennis Smith Jr. Dallas ain't trying to win games right now. And they beat Portland on Wednesday. But again, it's it's in this scrap. It's in this fight. It's in, it's in the scrappiness of these players trying to make it in the NBA that you do find something different at this stage. That you, that you do find some surprising results and some surprising performances. And so the Magic right now are in need of a little bit of that youthful energy. They've invested in these guys too. Lakeland Magic are part of the Magic family. Jamel Artis is on a two-way contract. And so now's the time to see what they can do. And if Tuesday's any indication... They can make good things happen. Now, they're not going to play those roles. Rodney Purvis probably won't get 11 shots in a game. Jamel Artis, if, if the Magic are at full strength, those guys are not getting 10 shots in a game. But now's the opportunity to prove what you can do and how you can fit so you can get that next contract. And if you can help the team win, that's even better. On Tuesday night, I would argue all three of the Magic's G League regulars Help the Magic win that game. And for those who are not thrilled with wins at this point, if that's not what a good win looks like, I don't know what is. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can, of course, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And be sure to check out our new website, LockedOnMagic.com. We have some conversation starters. We have links to articles that I'm reading, everything that has to do with the show up on LockedOnMagic. So be sure to check that out, LockedOnMagic.com. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, of course, you can check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com, where tomorrow I'll be publishing our, our staff roundtable. We'll talk all about what we hope to see at the end for the end of the season, as well as begin diving into some off-season questions as the off-season is, of course, now just one week away. Isn't that exciting? The Orlando Magic will take on the... And, of course, you can follow, follow me on Twitter there at Daily. The Orlando Magic will take on the Dallas Mavericks at the Amway Center Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. We'll be there and have a complete recap of that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. Once again, the final score, though, Tuesday night, the Orlando Magic 97, the New York Knicks 73. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.